I'm just, I'm just so super excited who we have on the podcast today. And I know you were going to introduce her and I'm just so, so, so very happy. Yes. (laughs) Very, very excited. Uh, Let me start again. I see, I, I stutter when I'm like really, really excited. Our guest today is a class act, Rachel. She's originally from Ottawa, Canada. She's a fellow foodie and my go-to dinner date for 18 years now. She's an award-winning actor, producer, writer, and mother. You may remember her from shows like Lonesome Dove, The Outlaw Years. That's one of my favorites from the 90s. Perception and, of course, The O.C. as Kirsten Cohen, otherwise known as the better half of Kiki and Juju, our very own Kelly Rowan. Hi, Kelly. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi. It is so good to see you. It's so good to see you. It's been a long time. You're all grown up. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah. (laughs) There's that. We all have children now at this point in time. (laughs) But you just look amazing, and I'm just so thrilled that you're here with us today. Oh, thank you. It's nice to be here. So congratulations on doing this. It's fun. It is fun. We're having fun. It's a it's a trip though. You know, rewatching this and reliving 18 years ago is it's pretty crazy. A lot has changed. <laughs> a lot has changed, but it's kind of funny as you, you know, it kind of takes you right back there when you're rewatching the episode or it's it's kind of funny how you just memories some memories go away, but but a lot of it's quite vivid, you know? Rachel yeah. doesn't remember anything we found out. <laughs> she doesn't. She didn't. She didn't. She didn't know that Caleb died. No, I did not know that. <laughs> okay, well, Melinda he wasn't was, really yeah. in your storyline. Now, you see, if I didn't know if Caleb <laughs> died, Kelly. that would have been a problem. <laughs> that would have been a problem. Yeah, if you didn't know your dad died. Yeah, this keeps coming up though for me, where I remember nothing. Literally, as we're talking right now, I see a text coming through from Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage who sent something and Josh goes, I bet Rachel doesn't even remember that Julie did a porn. So they're talking about something about your porn. And he's like, I'm sure Rachel doesn't even know that even. (laughs) What's, what's the answer to that, Rachel? Did you remember? Well, no, not you've, you've spoken about it since we started this. So now I can say yes, but previous before this, uh, no. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. It was a fun, fun little tidbit, but. Um, how was it for you rewatching this? Had you ever seen it before, Kelly? Had you watched the show? Well, ironically, you know, my daughter just turned 13. Wow. So she's now, you know, she's curious. So I actually had to step in and watch parts of it as she watched monitored parts of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have seen bits of it since. And I I, I was pleasantly surprised because it does hold you know, when we all got this show, we had no idea that people would still be talking about it in 2021. It's, and I think what's nice about it is that whenever you encounter somebody, they always get a big smile on their face and they always say, Oh my God, I just love that show. And, um, so I, I think, you know, it's, it's nice looking back on it to have been a part of something that made an impact because I don't think we really realized that we, that was going to happen at the time. You know, it was pretty, it was pretty overwhelming. I think for some of the cast members more than others, I remember you told me that you, you know, we have to do press from time to time. We're going to New York, we're going to Canada. And I think you went to Europe for press. Yeah. And I think Ben was there too. And you said it was pretty Well, I was trying to get all you guys to come to Europe. (laughs) Yeah. Why wasn't I in Europe? I know, right? I don't know. I think so. Everyone had crazy schedules, you know, because we had such limited time off, I think. Um, so I had convinced Ben to go do some press in Italy. And after that experience, well, I just decided I didn't want to ever go out socially with Ben and Adam because it was, they were like rock stars, right? Mm-hmm. Like no one, I was the mother, no one cared, but these two boys with girls, it was pretty crazy. But I remember getting out of a car, um, in Milan and we were going into a sea of people and then we got out and gr- I mean, everyone just started screaming, except we had to walk through. It was kind of like that first time. I don't know if you remember this, but mm-hmm. it was, it was, we had just started filming and we all got, we finished work. They had us finish work early and we got into cars and we were all sitting in the car. We we're all chatting away. And then we looked around and said, oh my God, wow, there's a lot of people there. I wonder who they're there for. <laughs> and all of a sudden the doors opened and 
they threw us into all these people. <laughs> and that was kind of the beginning of we, I think we all knew in that moment that our lives had, had changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny. You bring that up. Cause anytime people have asked us, uh, when did you know the show was a success? We kind of always go back to that moment where we were all, you know, ushered to this <laughs> place in Manhattan beach and all the fans. And we were like, Oh wow, people are really watching this and, and liking it. And it was definitely that moment of like, okay, <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> Um, but it's interesting to hear that we all kind of had that same experience because that's just what it was. A very special thing in time, I would say. For listeners who don't know, Kelly and I have been, we got very close in that very first season and we've spent a lot of time, a lot of time together. And we've talked about everything under the sun. But you know what, Kelly? I never knew that you studied acting in London and New York. I guess I, we've never talked about that or maybe we have and I just forgot. No, I, I, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't do long courses. I actually took a, I took a summer, um, I was at Bada with Paul Rudd, who was my scene partner in many, <laughs> in many, uh, it was just, it was hilarious. We had so much fun. Um, and then I ended up doing a play. He put on a play um, in London. So he's to play Bishy Shelley. So I played Mary Shelley to his Bishy Shelley. So that was a really long time ago. That's going way back into the beginning of time. Um, but uh, yeah, I did, I did that. And then I was, I was in New York. I think that's when I was really young. I, I had started to get some acting work and I wasn't really in, I didn't intend to be an actor. I hadn't taken an acting class in high school or anything. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, well, you know, maybe I should figure out what I'm doing. So, and then once I went for the summer, I thought, okay, I really like this. And then I came back and left university and my poor mother was beside herself because she thought, oh my God, how are you going to feed yourself throughout your life if you are an actor? <laughs> so, but anyway, um, now I'm going back to school, actually. I'm back at school. So it's kind of funny. And it's actually the best time to do it because now I actually want to be there. So you actually do all your required readings. It's kind of funny. <laughs> well, you have a teenager at home. She just turned 13, I believe. I wasn't a mother when I was playing a mother on the show. Um, And so, you you know, you're using your imagination and, you know, the skills that you have, but yet now I, no, obviously now I have a much better understanding of what that means. Yeah. I mean, all three of us have a daughter. We all have just one daughter. Yeah. We all have one daughter. That's funny. (laughs) What did Braylon think of the show? Oh, she really liked it. She got really upset though. She really wanted me to tell Josh that she's, she's upset with him. <laughs> because, <laughs> because She's like, mom, they killed Misha. <laughs> and I said, well, this is how this goes. You know, there's a lot of events that take place in a series, but I think because, um, you know, you four were such a, I, it was such a great relationship right? And the adults, we also like, even we had sort of, you know, two tiers of cast in the sense of age. And we often, you know, we would hang out together because we actually really liked each other. What was our go-to, Kelly? Our go-to? We'd get off work. We'd go straight to the AOC for bacon dates. (laughs) No, and I got you to do press in New York and we we had two days of food in New York. (laughs) It's always about food. It was always about food. Days. I said, Mindy, let's go. We could we can eat. <laughs> yeah. I need to travel with you, Kelly. I want to experience all the she restaurants. Is. Yeah. yeah. I know. And I I would love for that experience. <laughs> I think that it would be fun to kind of hear how you got involved with the OC and like, do you remember auditioning for it or what that was like or or you know, any stories from that? Well, I was Ironically, I had come back to Los Angeles to do uh, a show for NBC and I I was trying to move to New York. And so I had a lot of things in storage and I thought, okay, I'll stay, I'll do pilot season. And, um, I, I liked traveling around (laughs) sort of the theme of my life. And, um, I, so I just remember I was, I, I was at Eric McCormick and I've known each other for a really long time. And, um, I was at his house, he was having a party and he just, I just remember him saying to me, 
you need to do a TV series now. You need to buy a house. And he's just being very <laughs> fatherly with me. And I, I was like, Eric, he goes, nope. And I said, oh, oh. So, and then I had um, my manager at the time um, was, he read the script and he said, you know, this is a really good part. And uh, so I read for it, but I don't think I made any lasting impressions on my first <laughs> reading because they had to um, try to get me back into the room because they didn't, they weren't going to cast me. So, um, so anyway, they, I think Patrick Rush, you know, said, oh, you should see her again. And, and then, you know, the rest is history, but yeah, I I don't think I was like, oh yeah, she's like, we need to hire that woman. (laughs) Well, why why do you think that? Yeah. Why are you saying that? (laughs) Um, well, I just think sometimes in the casting process, I don't think like I, I don't, I think things have to come together. And I think sometimes, um, you know, it depends on who's your son and it depends on who mm-hmm. ends up being your husband. And sometimes you go in at the beginning of the casting process or you, you know, you go in the, at the end of the casting, like there's so many factors involved. So um, I don't know. I mean, I, I wasn't there. I don't know what, what was, I just know that they had to call and say, can she come back into the, into the room? So, I mean, I could have been having a really off day. From what we've learned, I don't think anybody was except maybe Peter and maybe Rachel from, you know, Adam wasn't a first choice. Ben was kind of at the end after other people had been offered the role. But I think it says a lot about Josh and Stephanie though, that they actually Mm -hmm. said, you know what? Okay. We'll, we'll give, we'll give people a second <laughs> shot. Right. Yeah. Right. Like That's they didn't, true. they weren't just going, okay, fine. No, like they actually <laughs> were gracious enough to say, okay, we'll let them try again. You know? <laughs> yeah. How did you feel when you saw they were like, here's Adam Brody and he is going to be your son. Like what was your first impression of that? Oh, I, Adam was, I mean, he's such a sweetheart, right? Like he was Mm -hmm. so fun to work with and, and he's so charming and funny. And, and and of course there were always jokes because, you know, Melinda and I, I mean, there was only what 13 years difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so between you and me, no, well, no, yeah, no, between, uh, no, between you and I, yes, you are the younger, you are the really young mom. Um, no, I was I, one of the kids, but I think, uh, you know, you got to, you just play the role, but I mean, off camera, we were always laughing all the yeah. time you about, the about well, no, I did. I, it was bad, but, um, <laughs> but I, I think it was, I, yeah, I mean, they were, we weren't that there was it was weird in the sense that there was only 13 years apart. I but... remember you saying that and talking about it and you're like, I could technically date my son. Like, is this yeah. weird? Well, it would still be, it would still be a little big in age, although men do it all the time. Right. Yeah, but, exactly. Right. So, but, hey. um, but yeah, yeah, but no, it was, but yeah, you just kind of, but when we, but we all believed I, you know, when we were on camera, it was, we were all families and they were the kids and, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I always looked up to you, Kelly Aww. and Melinda, you know, you too, but we've talked about you a lot. So we'll talk about <laughs> yeah. Move on, move on. Um, to me. <laughs> no, um, but I always just looked up to you so much and you were just so tremendously talented and I'll, I'll never forget your line from the pilot and you're talking to Jimmy outside and just the way you deliver, like, Oh, that's comforting. Like you say it and it stuck with me. I was like, that is just so natural. And it was just something that stood out, which is this minor moment, but I just remembered it. And I was like, she's so good. Such a good actress. Aww, thank and I just, you. Yeah, no, I just always looked up to you. You were the first person to encourage me to get a facial and you sent me to your facial <laughs> She does that to me all the time. <laughs> and I had never had one before and I was terrified, but you sent me to this like really hardcore facialist who was both like the best and I'm sure she is. Oh no. Yes. Shout shout out to Christina. Yeah, no, she's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's taking enzymes, digestive enzymes, getting facials. I know, but you guys used to laugh at me all the time because I used to come to set with green juice because it's the only way I could make it through the schedule. 18 and, uh, (laughs) and everyone would laugh at me and say, what are you eating? I remember Adam started, we all started ordering her food at set. Well, cause we couldn't eat at Bristol farms every day. Like at a certain <laughs> point, you just food. couldn't eat the sandwich yeah. wraps. You had well, to we change it up. To go, yeah, we had to go get and our we own were lunch. Respo- yeah. yeah, we were responsible for our own lunch. Yeah. We didn't have catering on that show. Yeah. Yeah. 
An hour yeah. lunch. We were there for so, I mean, just, we were there for so many hours a day and I, I just, I, I have to eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. We have to as eat. We know, and then yeah. sometimes fast. That was the first show that I ever did a little few day fast Doing because some- I was running in a bikini. Well, that'll make you that. Yeah, that's true. There was a lot of bikinis on that show. I didn't have to wear one though. I got yeah, out of that. You got away with I it. I got huh? away with that. I didn't have to do that. Right. Whatever. Thanks guys. <laughs> but the dynamic that you were talking about with the cast and something that we keep commenting on is we were all working off of each other. And this episode, I very specifically was excited to have you here to talk about because it's a great episode for you. It's a great episode for everyone. And it's all, I love that it's all at the Cohen house and it's Thanksgiving and it develops the characters and the, the um, banter back and forth between all of the characters. And the beginning of the episode has such a great example of that with the, and it introduces us. I mean, we've all, we already know at this point that Kirsten isn't much of a cook, but boy, do they get a lot of mileage out of it in the beginning of this episode. <laughs> what Josh did so well was that there was so much, the comedy blended so well with the drama. So you got the relationship so clearly, like even what rewatching this episode, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, and, and there's, it's funny, but you know exactly what's going on with everybody. And then, you know, the music always was, was so brilliant on the show, just how they did weaved all that in mm-hmm. all the time. It just, it all worked so well. Um, so yeah. And, and I, yeah, again, I mean, just the ensemble of, of everybody. And that's the thing when, you know, Rachel, you're saying, well, that moment that, you know, thank you for pointing that out and giving me that compliment, but you know, I'm working with Tate Donovan, you know? <laughs> and so you just really have to stand there and listen to when you have, when you're working with a group of people like this, you often, you just stand there and listen and, mm-hmm. and things, it, it, it becomes a lot easier, you know, cause you're not acting by yourself. But that's an amazing, just, you know, uh, just amazing advice for anyone acting. It's all about listening. And I think that's so true, you know, and that's like the biggest part of it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of listening in this episode, which was titled it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> episode 11 when it was the I beginning have... of my alcoholic demise on yes. the show. <laughs> <laughs> but so you have some of your best lines in this show too yes kind of funny yeah. so good right. um i don't know if this might be a little known fact but thanksgiving is in fact josh schwartz's favorite holiday which is it yes and i know seth talks about that uh towards the beginning of the episode where it's seth's favorite holiday it was very funny to me rewatching this and hearing Seth talk about Thanksgiving being his favorite. And I was like, Oh, I see what you did there, Schwartz. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's the introduction of one of Seth's passions as we're going to learn that he is very passionate about the holidays. We all know people like that. My daughter is extremely passionate about the holidays. I'm like, I don't, I don't have to actually celebrate it on the 25th of December. We can do it in November. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. We should read the synopsis of the episode. The name of the episode is the homecoming directed by Keith samples written by Josh Schwartz and Brian O. Seth went from zero to two girls and both of them show up at Thanksgiving, as do the uninvited new couple, Caleb and Julie. Kirsten and Sandy attempt to play matchmakers. Ryan's brother enlists him in one last favor, which brings him and Marissa to Chino. Marissa gets a glimpse of what Ryan looks like. There's a lot to unpack in this episode. Yeah. No, there was a lot going on, but uh, a lot going there was on. a lot going on. And it, I thought too, I mean, I'm jumping to to the end of the show. But that moment I was telling Mindy that uh, when Caleb says to her, you know, she's about to go after Marissa for going to Chino and he just goes, Julie, it's Thanksgiving. (laughs) And it just says so much, you know? Um, And I just thought that was, and yeah, it's just the whole episode covered so well, just family dynamics, expectations, hopes, disappointments, um, Mm -hmm. everything that holidays bring up in families. You know, I wanted to ask you that the Cohen early morning kitchen scenes were became a staple of the show. Mm-hmm. And in this particular episode, it was even longer. Um, you know, we a lot of times the scenes are much shorter than this, but this one was was much longer. Do you remember 
this specific episode and that kitchen scene? Or do you remember, did they get better and better as the episodes went on? Did you guys develop a rhythm with each other, knowing what to expect from the different actors? Because this one was really great. Yeah. I think that's what doing series television offers you is the ability to work with people. You, I mean, if hopefully you do get better because you do get the rhythms down and, um, you know, you kind of develop an acting shorthand in a certain way, you know, cause it's like, you're just, you're working with each other every day. So, and we did a lot of episodes. I mean, that first season we did 27 shows, which is not really common, um, no. in network television at the time. I mean, it's certainly not now, but at the time. And, um, so I think, yeah, we, we, you know, as we moved around that kitchen, you know, it just became, it became, well, it was our second home, right? Who, so, who made you laugh the most? Was it Peter or, or Adam? Oh, it was, it was Ben, I think, was oh, the one oh, that I, he, I would laugh a lot with. Yeah. I would think wow. that was, we had a really hard time stopping <laughs> laughing. I couldn't tell you what we were laughing about, but we were, la- we just sometimes if, if one of us went off, it was, it was, we, I remember one night it was late and everybody really wanted to go home and I couldn't mm-hmm. stop. And it also was a function of, I was so tired too. And so it was a bad combination. So I literally said, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Cause that's the worst when you can't stop laughing yeah, and you just you can't. can't get it together to focus. I know. And you feel so bad. You do. Everyone's waiting and the pressure and it makes it even worse. And then the laughing. I know. Yeah. The whole thing. But I'm very surprised to hear that Ben was the one that made you laugh. (laughs) I know because both of us are not funny. Sorry, Ben. (laughs) I I am not funny. I am not funny. I (laughs) disagree. I disagree. I think this episode, he had a little bit more humor and it reminded me of actual Ben, not Mm. Ryan. No, but we're both pretty serious people. Sorry, Ben. You might not be now, but I don't know. But I mean, I was, I'm, I mean, I'm funny in my private life, but I just remember auditioning for sitcoms because when you're a young actor in Hollywood, they kind of say, or actress, they say, oh yeah, you've got to go out in half hour. And mm-hmm. half hour is such a skill set that I don't possess. And so I just remember the last audition I went on and I literally apologized to everyone in the room. And I said, I can't remember what show it was, but I said, I'm so sorry you sat through that. <laughs> And I phoned my agents. I said, never again, please don't. No, I can't. I'm just going to have to, to do the hours on uh, hour long drama. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you came off um, humorous. Like you could have, I mean, I think. I'm just going to, I'm just going to attribute that to the writing. Cause I, I am, you know, again, I'm not funny. Oh, well, Ryan is the straight guy to Seth's funny Mm. and you're the straight woman to Julie's funny. Yeah. Maybe. Everybody's got a damn, right? Right. Hmm. I'm like, so what are the second summer? Funny to funny? The best moment for me, for you, and um, I know, it's just that Spider-Man kiss was just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Spider-Man kiss. You know, people ask a lot, like, what moment? And that that tends to come up. And it was so not romantic shooting it. And I've talked about it a bit, but... <laughs> but it was a good moment, you know? It was such a great teen... It was just such a great teen moment, you know? Yeah, I look forward to getting to that and rewatching it. Sorry, that's not the episode we're talking about. I'm no, sorry. we're talking about Thanksgiving. So <laughs> okay. Kirsten can't cook, but you cook, right? I do you cook. Know? I like to cook. So you would not burn a turkey. Well, I would not maybe, burn a turkey. <laughs> depending on the evening? What's just depends on the oven or the stove. But yeah, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> um, no, but what was so funny, what's funny about that moment in the episode is the, when, you know, I, I sort of pick up the turkey and I don't really know what to do with it. And I say, oh, that's how she held you when you were a baby. It's just, <laughs> it's actually a really funny line, right? Oh, there's so many. And it's funny true lines. when you get, when you have a newborn baby, you kind of, you pick them up and you're like, oh, there's no instruction manual. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think you're like, how am I going to keep this little thing alive? And- yeah. Yeah, it's terrifying. But <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of funny lines. I agree in this episode. And Mindy, I know you were talking about that. The corn, you know, when Sandy's out doing the corn and you're there with him and, and Seth sees you and he's like, you're a little too close to the corn, mom. <laughs> like, Step gonna, away. 
Yeah, and we couldn't. We don't know if that was improvised or written, right? If Adam said that, or if it was written. For no, I don't remember. It would be nice to get the scripts to know. Do you guys have all your scripts? No, no. We I need do. To get them. I have every single what? one of them. What you we need do? That. You kept them all. I did. You're good. Smart. Yeah, I lose Smart. everything. She's she's in Canada. I can't get them. <laughs> are you are you still on Vancouver Island? By the way, I am. You yeah, are? I've been living here about six years. Wow. Wow. So it's, beautiful. It's really pretty. Are no, you I really like it. I'm in Victoria. Nice. Yeah. No, I really Very like jealous. it. Very jealous of that. No, I just, well, I just, I actually just sold my house in LA right before the uh, borders all shut down. Wow. And it, it was kind of good timing because I wouldn't have been able to go yeah. <laughs> to it. You're right. <laughs> um, so I, um, I mean, I, I love LA. I miss LA, but I just decided that I wanted to, um, just have a, my daughter grow up in sort of a gentler existence and I'm Canadian by birth. And so here I am. It all makes mm-hmm. sense. You know, Joni just moved to Vancouver. Sorry. Side note. Did she? Yep. Joni she is our make, was our make, our fabulous our makeup, makeup artist. Yep. yep. Uh-huh. And she's, I believe on, on that now. note, I, I want to mention something that I learned from Kelly and it doesn't always happen. I think we were really, really spoiled on the OC because this, the hair and makeup team came in after every single take. And after the OC, because I think you kind of set that standard, Kelly, um, other shows that I've been on, they don't do that. And I'd be like, wait, where's my touch up? And they're like, we just touched you up before the other. Well, but like, also uh-uh, to be fair, <laughs> the show became, um, it became such a beauty show in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just remember it being about my hair at a certain point. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Your hair looked really good in this episode. It was gorgeous. Mindy, oh. your hairstyle was awesome. It was like it, in very... In this episode? In this episode, yeah. It was like some high half pony bang situation. It was like... With kind your of hoops. 60s, right? Yes. Everybody's yeah. look was, was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. But we got really taken great. care of on that show. But I think everybody, mm-hmm. in, including the crew, everybody felt... Um, everyone was just really committed and wanted to be there. And so I think it makes a big difference. Hey, I'd like to mention the other, um, like the title of the episode, the homecoming, Ryan gets a phone call from his brother, Trey, and he's heading back to Chino Mm -hmm. to visit him. And I do like this episode in that they take him back to Chino and we get to see a little bit more about his life. And, um, and of course, Kirsten and Sandy are very concerned about that. And so is Seth. Um, yeah. Who so, they say are 16, by the way, when he says that in this episode, I'm like, they're playing 16. That was yeah. crazy to me to hear it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I like that we do see Ryan go back in this episode and Marissa goes with him. Um, and I thought that was, that was cool. Um, yeah. It was very sweet. Yeah. It was very sweet. We see a lot. We see him go back to his old girlfriend's house, which is a little awkward, but accurate. Also, another thing I want to mention, they're at Teresa, his old girlfriend's house, and there's a picture on the refrigerator, and they talk <laughs> about Ryan being in a musical as Snoopy. This was actually something Josh did when he was a kid. Oh, uh-huh. he was Snoopy in a Charlie Brown musical. I think there's probably a lot more of, of Josh in that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, now that I'm re-watching it, and I know right. him so well, I'm like, what, you put that in there? <laughs> that <laughs> right. was you. Uh, so that's kind of fun to see. I also thought it was funny that uh, Ryan asks Marissa to drive. And I remember like, we shouldn't drive and drive. Like she didn't have a license. I mean, how do we film those scenes? How did, how she, did she do she, that? Yeah. Like, how did she drive the car? Did she drive the car? Like that was wondering was, was, as I was watching it. She definitely had a lot of mishaps right. with the car. <laughs> and in that particular scene, it's on the blooper reel where she couldn't get the seat oh, the seatbelt. Oh, that's right. There's another time she couldn't get it into drive or reverse, but <laughs> right. it's super endearing. Very, very endearing very and endearing. very cute. It reminded me of that. I was like, she didn't know how to drive. Yeah. Right. She's from me. She was living. Yeah. She, I don't think she had a license. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cause she was growing up in New York. A really cute scene. Um, just to go back really quick when, um, Seth gives, um, Ryan the comics for Trey. Mm-hmm. And I've never noticed that Ryan he knows about comics saying, mm-hmm. you know, Legion's really, it's much cooler. And this is just a funny scene. It's like, so Ryan actually has a lot of the same interests of Seth. He's just doing it a lot more quiet. 
Maybe. What's so beautiful about the series for, for in terms of their relationship is that they, you know, their kids, they're, you know, they're so different from, they come from such different backgrounds, but yet they find their humanity, right? And they like mm-hmm. each other as people. And I think this just built into the storytelling is, you know, the, the audience is rooting for Ryan to succeed in life and to have a shot and to get out of his um, his path that is basically he's doomed, right? If he continues on, mm-hmm. like you sort of see it gives that this episode gives you a chance to see what. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts is going to happen to the brother um, and what he has to leave behind. And the fact that his older brother, I mean, it's a really touching moment when the, his, his, um, when Trey says to him, you know, little brother, you got to go. You don't want to end up like me. Right. Mm-hmm. And the decision to say goodbye to someone that you love, that isn't necessarily going to be the best influence in your life. Right. Right. Because his brother can't help himself give him, you know, just in terms of the car and, uh, you know, getting him, getting him involved in the car, like, you know, the whole, like trying to get money for the car and all that kind of thing. And so, you know, Ryan has to kind of make a decision and it's a big, it's kind of a grown up decision to make like, and he doesn't really quite make it, but you can see him thinking, you know, Ben's character is thinking about what is, what do I do? Like, what's my, like, where's my life going? It's very, you know, it's, it's all, it's all written in that story in that moment. So there's, I think the audience just kind of gets to go on a journey and see where this kid, what his life's going to be, mm-hmm. get, how he gets thrown into. And then of course, you've got all of the craziness of Newport and, you know, what it looks like on the outside isn't necessarily what it is on the inside. Where, where, I mean, are all of the family, you know, we're all screwed up too. It's just, it looks prettier. <laughs> there's also, he's saying goodbye to his blood brother. Yeah, he's now accepting his adoptive brother. Right. Yeah. Which is healthier. And those are some pretty serious life lessons. Yeah. When Marissa and Jimmy arrive um, and Kirsten judges Jimmy's shirt and his looks and and because they're trying to set him up, it looks like a Costco, like Kirkland shirt. Nothing wrong with it. But Jimmy didn't seem to have much of a fashion sense. (laughs) Jimmy and Sandy didn't really. Right. My little observation. I actually heard that when you open the door, and this is out there as trivia, that you say, hey, Tate. But oh, I, I think might you have. said, hey, hey. <laughs> Did I say, hey, hey? Well, there was a lot of hey I don't saying. Know. It sounds like you said, hey, Tate, well, in, now the, I in the episode. I wanted to say that this episode um, was big for me personally, because this is where I learned the word tryptophan and what it was <laughs> and what it meant. I had no I idea. <laughs> and to this day, I'm always like at Thanksgiving, I'm like, oh yeah, it's tryptophan. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Thanks to the show. So thanks. Oh, do you remember when I, I used to call you Scrunch? Scrunch? You did call me Scrunch. I did. Because you're just so cute. She was always just uh-huh. so adorable. And then I used to call I used to call you Scrunch. Oh, She's well. still cute. She's yeah. still adorable. You guys <laughs> are so sweet and so beautiful. Yeah. Stop it. I think it's really funny. Uh, in this episode with Seth and his two ladies, he becomes a ladies man, which is really funny. But when I was watching it, there's a scene with Seth and Summer where we're in the pool house. I think we're like making out and we're laughing and I can tell that we're like really laughing. 
That's, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can tell that it's a real moment where Adam and I were like messing around right? as opposed to Seth and Summer. And then when Seth is in the bedroom with Anna and she goes to kiss him, I see Samira like slip tongue and no. I'm watching it. But okay, so I'm watching it and she slipped the tongue and me, like I get transported back to 18 years ago and I get a little jealous and I'm like, um, what are you doing slipping tongue in his mouth? <laughs> like it was like the real life triangle playing out as I'm watching it. And I oh, saw so it was and real. I was like, there's no tongue in television. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, when this whole thing started, my note was because the music is so great yeah, and it starts this, you know, chaos of the scene. And all I wrote was, Rach, let's talk about this scene because you're <laughs> when you guys are making out and you can see the look on his face, like this is happening, this is happening. And he was so endearing and he was, he was, whether he was really, truly enjoying it, which I'm sure he was, yeah, he but was also I could tell that, that he was portraying Seth, like, this is what I've been thinking about since fifth grade, maybe. Well, that's yeah, the beauty about how the story was set up. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it was just this longing for this girl. And I think everyone has had a crush in high school with somebody that you really liked and they didn't respond. And so that whole dream that, that takes place and longing that takes place and it's built up so well throughout the first season Mm -hmm. so that when you guys actually kiss each other, plus you have great chemistry. um, It's just, it's such a beautiful development. And as, as the show goes on, I mean, everyone's just rooting. So even as he goes off and he's with Anna, who was such a great character, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, you're like, no, it's gotta be summer. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be summer. Aww, so yeah, I feel like it definitely played out a little bit in real life for a minute, even though not like really, really, but I remember like the tension with Samira and I like a little bit, you know, because oh. <laughs> it was just this triangle or whatever. But right. thanks. That's really sweet to say. We definitely had fun. And I still have them. a Captain Oates shirt. You do? do you? I do. I have two of them. <gasps> I have one shirts? in pink and I have one in white. What? And I have that teen choice surfboard. Yeah. Why do I have nothing? You guys do you not have that have Team so Choice cool surfboard? I don't know what happened to it. You got you know? hottie surfboard too. Listen, and something. I've moved quite a bit. And I, I I mean, it was hilarious. And I thought, I've got, what am I going to do with this surfboard? surfboard? But you can't, like, you can't, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to do some, I don't know. Yeah, something. Charity I think thing. I maybe, like, signed it and donated it to something. I, yeah. I, I think mm, that's probably that's what idea. happened. Yeah. I know. I, I think know it just got put surfable. away and I forgot about it. And then... I was moving. And I, oh my God. Like there's just things that I've, I, I know this cause I've, I've had to go through everything lately. So <laughs> I have a lot of things that, but you have princess sparkle and captain Oates. No. Well, the story is Josh has captain Oates and the real princess sparkle. He wouldn't give me the real <laughs> princess sparkle. Cause he thought or knows that I would lose it. So I had to get one off Etsy. So that's, that's an imposter, but she's it's still an- here with me. Okay. In the back. Okay. The sparkle. Okay. <laughs> yes. He didn't trust me enough. Whatever. Just to um, go back yeah. to um, please, point please out do. that we, we get to meet Teresa, who is played by Navi Rawat. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, she says, this is your new girlfriend. And I was the girl next door, just like Marissa was. And I really thought this was a good storyline. What did you guys mm-hmm. think? I mean, I know everybody still wants, you know, Marissa and Ryan together, but we've got to put a little bit of a wedge in these relationships. And that's a tool that they use in, in yeah. teen dramas. I, well, liked I it. felt it. I was like, Oh, I was shocked that Marissa was like, no, I'll stay here with them. I was like, mm-hmm. damn, that's like, you know, pretty ballsy to be like, no, I'll stay in here with them. And I'm going to, I, I don't know. I would have been Except that. I don't think she's really point. aware of the history. Yeah. At that point, is she? Mm. I think she's trying to find out a little bit more about him because he's been private. And ultimately at the end of this, she finds she's seeking connection. No, I think that's very true. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she has to stay because otherwise she won't. This is like an opportunity to get to know more about him, his past, where he mm-hmm. comes from, where he lived, how he lived, you know. And I think right. if she, yeah, I mean, when is she going to go back to Chino? So I think that's probably why she stays just because it's an opportunity that she probably won't get again. Mm-hmm. I also <laughs> love this. Um, when Julie and Caleb show up at the Cohen house, and 
there's a scene where Julie's sitting next to Rachel. How many boyfriends Jim, did you have on this show? Quite That's a few. the thing that, yeah. you know, that was just. <laughs> Say your whole name. It's really funny when you do. Julie Cooper Nickel. Cooper Roberts Bullet Atwood. See, I can't even say it. Oh my God. <laughs> so, so then there's a so good. then there's a Luke Ward in there somewhere, but that wasn't yeah. Oh you my gosh. No, I remember a, reading the script where you <laughs> you were gonna start dating Luke. It was just hilarious. Booty I mean, call. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just remember so in that scene, oh can I I'm gonna talk about myself for a second. Okay. Um <laughs> Julie comes in saying something about Marissa. And for some reason, I was like, Julie's so either pissed off or cranky. Why did I make this choice? Like she was already, you know, sometimes as an actor, you you know, she's clearly, I don't know, as an actor, it's like I'm indicating. I walked in already with an attitude and then Rachel's there. And at some point she says something like, go whatever sports team they're, they're rooting for. Right. And that turn around and look, if nope. looks could fucking kill, she's <laughs> dead. And even I was like, Ooh, that's scary. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you weren't over Jimmy. Exactly. It mm-hmm. was. Like, and, and Julie mm-hmm. was just, she was mad that she just was mad. She was just mad at things <laughs> because she didn't, she was trying Pissed to be, well, she was, cause she was trying to fit in. Well, here, I'm telling you about your character, right? But like, no, like you were, yeah, yeah. But I just, I remember when they set up the initial part of the show and you and I were such, you know, opposites. And then because I think Josh knew that we used to go for dinner and we were friends off set. So then they started writing Kiki and Juju. And I, and then I remember saying to Melinda, I was like, how are we going to do this? Like, (laughs) we're such opposites. We're like supposed to be mad at each other. And then we, it was actually kind of fun because then we had to just come up with all, like I was just constantly looking at Julie. Like I was amazed that I was friends with her, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, why am I friends with you? (laughs) Which ultimately is true friends, accepting people for who they are and helping them get up. Even when they throw you under the bus. Right. Right. Like that is the only storyline that over the course of ninety six episodes I don't of television. Like. Well, no, I don't. <laughs> you did. You kept throwing Kirsten under the bus. I know. You were naughty. <laughs> you were a little naughty. Yeah. But can we talk really quick? Um, the um, I love this scene where you start when once Caleb is there. I start you're drinking. Really upset that he's there. <laughs> Caleb's there, and you're saying this. Um, tell him to hit the bricks. I have a family who won't let me cook for Thanksgiving, a father who is using me for my candy, candied yams, and we are out of Merlot. <laughs> and, and Sandy goes, hit the bricks. Who talks like that? I don't know where jo- you have to ask Josh where he, who, who wrote that line. I don't know. Kick the bricks. Probably hit, Josh. The, hit the bricks. Hit the bricks. Like, but but the bricks. we see that your, your dad is truly a trigger for. Mm. But I think, wine, again, wine. that was just a nice setup with the intergenerational, mm-hmm. you know, family. I mean, because I think everybody in that first season, we all pushed up against him, right? Mm-hmm. So he kind of was the reason why we were all the way we were. And so it actually gave a lot of, um, I mean, they had a lot of storylines involving him, right? And uh, they were quite mm-hmm. fun because, you know, people were, the kids were affected by Caleb because, you know, he was making decisions in the city in this episode. And Anna comes up and says, you know, mm-hmm. you're basically a schmuck. You need to, right. you know, don't destroy where we live. And, um, and then him and Sandy had their relationship. I had, you know, here I was back working for my father, but there's control and things at play, right. When you decide to go back and work for your father and then how do you have sort of your independence with your family? And then Julie's involved now. So that, you know, so every, there was just so much opportunity with Caleb's character, which they, which they, you know, they wrote for, for a while. But yeah, you know, you were just so awesome in this episode, even oh. the end, Kelly, when you're passed out on the bed, drunk, how you're passed out, like your face is <laughs> Is so real. <laughs> like you look like a I, you know, I was I watched person. it and I thought, wow, I really did look like I'd had a lot to drink. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
no, it wasn't like, well, it was just how, you know, just your natural body, everything. You were like, yep, <laughs> which well, was great. I thought it was awesome. But how funny is Peter like looking over, eating his Chinese food, like yeah. smiling, like, wah, wah, wah. yeah, it's very, <laughs> yeah. it's really yeah. cute. But well, no, we- I actually talked to, I talked to Peter and he, he had said, and we hadn't spoken for a while, but he had said, you know, he, he was, it was really nice. Cause he said, you know, I was, he was really happy with how the marriage was portrayed and, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, he's, he's such a good actor and it was just, it was, he was just really lovely to work with in that way. Cause he just, it was like, I had a really good tennis partner as an act, you know, mm-hmm. as an actor. So, um, but I, I think if that's one thing that we could have left for people was, here were these people who were flawed and, you know, it was in a crazy context in a certain way, but at the end of the day, their marriage and was, was, they weren't going to do anything to, to sort of screw with that for lack of a better word. And their fan and the family was really important. Yeah. Your relationship yeah. is is so admirable throughout the show, how you handle everything, even, you know, yeah. the biggest of fights and whatnot. I think it's yeah. really, but I think that was just written written well. And I, I, I remember, I, if I remember correctly, I think there were moments where they were toying with the idea of, um, you know, and you see it, they bring on different characters that sort of tempt the times where there's unhappiness and things like that. But we, they ended up not crossing that line. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that was a conscious decision because, um, you know, and and sometimes you don't know, I'm sure they don't know, like when they're in writer's rooms, you know, you don't know what's going to happen necessarily in four season. They have a Bible to a certain point mm-hmm. and then they're writing, they see the cast and they see the actors and then things start evolving. But, um, but I think that decision was, was probably a good one. Cause I think that's part of why, um, you know, just how all, all the kids got along and the kids actually, even though they did bad things to each other at the bottom of it, there was a lot of love, right? They came back mm-hmm. around. So I think that's why the show probably still resonates. And maybe that's why people are watching it now because, you know, the world's kind of, we're kind of in a crazy place, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it, the show makes you laugh. Right. Well, and getting to that, the best part about the chaos of this episode, it reminded me of almost like the Christmas vacation, the comedy, you know, coming out of this heightened demise of Thanksgiving, Mur- Murphy's Law, mm-hmm. everything that could go wrong goes wrong mm-hmm. between Seth and Anna and Summer, and then culminating into drunk Kirsten, burnt turkey, and everybody's arguing with each other. I remember doing this scene and just loving it, yeah. having all of the adults arguing around that that island and... um those are the scenes that I really live for. It was a yeah, lot and those of fun. and all the relationships were so clear, and you know, um, and yeah, it was just. But I think it was just it was fun to do because it you know it was it was. I mean, I remember looking forward to reading scripts, and I actually watched the shows as I as I went through. And I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of watching myself on camera all the time, but I just to watch what was being done. And, you know, just from a technical standpoint, um, I look forward to watching people's work and I, I looked forward to reading the episodes because you wanted to know what happened. And I think that's a good sign, right? You know, when you're like, Oh, mm-hmm. what's going to happen in the next episode versus, oh, okay, <laughs> what am I going to do next week? You know, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, I didn't, I don't think I felt that way. And we had conversations about that when we were working, you know, Melinda and I, and, you know, it was, it was, it was interesting. We got to do some interesting things. It's great when, when we can be fans of our own show. And I was. Yeah. You know, cause there's some shows on the resume that are, you know, you're like people you go, Oh dear. Right. <laughs> Not all. I mean, and I have shows that I've absolutely loved being on, but I think, listen, if in the span of a career, you know, you're going to have to do things that you, cause you got to pay your rent, right. You got to pay your bills. And so sometimes when you start out, you're not, you don't necessarily have the luxury. I mean, even now things have changed so much. I mean, everyone has to read and it's so, it's so different. I never knew that you were in hook. I well, I was on hook for like three seconds, Yeah, but yes, cool. no, that it was actually cool. a really, I mean, it was, I had just kind of, I just got to LA. Um, and, uh, I got put on tape because, um, uh, Steven Spielberg wouldn't 
see people like he wasn't seeing people in person and plus the role was so small. So why would he? Um, but I, I remember I had to meet him for the first time after getting this job and I had to have an English accent. I remember him coming to the trailer and like, yeah, you know, he's coming and he's trying this thing and you just have to like say your dialogue really fast. And, and I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and I just, and then he just came in and he like, what is he's like, hi, I'm, you know, Steven Spielberg. I was like, yeah, I know. I know. I, I know I, I, I know who you are. Yeah. So, um, but it was a, it, the sets at that time were so spectacular mm-hmm. and you couldn't get on the lot and it was a big deal to, to see them. And it was a whole, it was a whole thing at the time. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really extraordinary experience as a young actor, even if I was there for a few days, it was, it was, yeah, yeah it was. And I, and Anthony Powell, who just passed away. He was a, an amazing costume designer and he like designed this dress for me. So it was just a really kind of special experience. That's, That's so, so cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. I had to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel, I have a scene that um, I think we need to comment on when what? summer comes out of the bathroom in the pool house and Sandy is there. It's so <laughs> funny because Peter literally is just like no look on his <laughs> face. face. And you do this, oh my God, um, you're very attractive for a dad, but then, oh my God. That's a very funny moment. (laughs) No, Peter's just standing there like, what is going on? What just happened? What happened? What just happened? I know, it's like this whirlwind. But his look on the face when he's talking, when he's in the chair and he's talking to to Seth and he's, they're going to do comparisons between Anna and Summer. He's like, Anna, yeah, no, you know, and then he's like, Summer, he's like, ooh, Summer, you know? And earlier on in the episode, he did a fist bump, but it was like, why are you fist bumping? Yeah. We need to referring to Anna. (laughs) But I think, but you know what, I think what, again, the writing of that balance between trying to portray parents who listen to their kids, Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time provide boundaries for their kids, like you knew the Coens Mm -hmm. were like, "Uh uh-uh, you know? You're not doing that. But at the same right. time, Sandy could have a conversation with his son going, okay, I get it. They're both really cute. And, you know, this <laughs> one's got this quality, but this one, you know, yeah. and as a dad trying to, you know, so that all those, those things got blended together so beautifully. And uh, I think that's why kids could relate and say, you know. Well, everyone wanted a dad like Sandy. They wanted a dad and, like and Sandy. And their dynamic and their their uh, their scenes were always one Very of my I know when he hit Adam in the head, which ep- I don't even remember what episode. Remember when he kept hitting Adam in the head with the, with yeah. the paper? And well, finally, that's in the blooper. And Adam's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <So he stopped. laughs> oh, well, I can't wait to get to that one. That sounds fun. <laughs> but in the meantime, Ryan has success paying off um, Trey's debt with the car and Marissa comes to his rescue. And here's another little bit of trivia for you. As the Range Rover drives away, if you slow it down, you can see the film crew in the, in the reflection of the Range Rover. Yeah, that was a bad faux pas. Oops. (laughs) Someone left a ladder once too. In one of the episodes, there's a huge grip ladder. It happens. These are little things. I don't know if it matters. (laughs) I just wanted to say in this particular episode, it, as a viewer, at the end, I felt really good. You know, it was one of those episodes that didn't feel make me feel frustrated because there's a lot of those as a as a viewer that um, Ryan and Marissa were successful in their endeavor, and it just felt for some reason very satisfying, very satisfying yeah. television. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd that agree was with my. That. <laughs> but I think that's the the show was it. You know, it just kind of hit a cultural what's the word I'm looking for, but it was just sort of, it, it, it just sort of hit something in people sort of viscerally for the time frame of the early two thousands. And, mm. you know, if you get to do that in your career, I think on a show and make people feel good and be entertain them and make them laugh and cry or, or think about their life in any way, then I think you've done something really good. So I, I mean, I'm really proud of all the work we did and, you know, and I had a, I had a really great time. So, you know, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'm amazed, I mean, amazed I'm here with you guys today and we're, we, we, we did try to get together a couple of years ago. Did we not? And then mm-hmm. everyone's schedules were, 
we were all in different parts of the world, but mm-hmm. we're going to have to do it. We're going to make it. Yeah. Happen. But I don't think it's not like, I, I mean, for me, I don't think people look back and say, oh my God, there's a person that I wouldn't, you know, sit down and, or want to see, or, you know, give a hug to, yeah. cause you know, Very I think special. everybody, yeah, it was a special yeah. time exactly. and we weren't even supposed to go on the air. Right. Really? Remember? There was another show for Fox that was supposed to go on. So it was the scheduling got, there was another show for Fox. I think it was about Romeo and Juliet and then that oh, didn't yeah. go. So yeah. they pushed us ahead. And then we oh. like just finished the pilot and had a very, very limited time. And then we all started shooting this and we're like, whoa. And then there we, then we were off. <laughs> yeah, Roller that's right. Coaster. It was like, yeah. yeah, shoot it and we're airing it. Well, we thought it'd be fun to ask you some quiz questions. Okay. From this episode, if you're up okay. for it. Sure. How much money does Trey owe people? It's either five or six thousand dollars. Very good. It's six. Well done. Um, what game is Anna beating Captain Oates in? Uh, Jenga. Mm-hmm. Very, good, very job. good. Why did Kirsten tell Jimmy she was breaking up with him in high school? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh why did I break up with Jimmy in high school? I can't remember. I didn't remember this, but there's a reason. And then there's a real reason, right? Mindy? That's yeah. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> apparently from what we're reading, there's a reason. And then there's a real, reason. I can't remember. I don't know. Isn't well, that terrible? <laughs> the reason, no, it's not. You're talking to somebody who didn't even know I was on the show. So <laughs> the, you told him you're breaking up with him in high school because you got admitted to Berkeley. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. And then Mindy? But the real reason? She was pregnant and decided to have an abortion. Oh, oh right. I remember that. <laughs> oh, shit. Did we ever talk about that on the show? I don't know. I don't know. Did we? I think you, I feel like you talked, did you talk to Teresa or one of the other, I don't know. You Like, I, there's a lot of conversations there's- that happened around the monitor that that sort of blend into your unconscious of like backstory. And then I don't know if we actually talked about that on the show or not. So we have some voicemails that we'd like you to stay around for. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Kelly. I was just wondering, do you love your Chardonnay as much as Kirsten does? (laughs) (laughs) And also what was the thing that you love the most about your character? Okay. Um, I do like Chardonnay, um, <laughs> probably not as much as Kirsten does, but, uh, but, um, uh, what do I love the most about playing Kirsten? Um, that's sort of a hard question, actually. Uh, I just, I just liked all the, the things I got to do in the journey that I went on as a character, I think, um, and I, I got to play with comedy and I got to do dramatic stuff on the show. And so there was a lot of different things that, that, um, were fun for me as an actress, but I mean, if I had to pick one thing, um, I don't know. I don't know if there's one thing. And working with me, come on. Come on. Working with, <laughs> working with Melinda Clark. That was... <laughs> I was no I mean I yes and I we still talk so you know some something something was good um but uh no I I, yeah I don't think there's just one thing I think it was the journey that I went on Mm -hmm. and I think I just liked I enjoyed I enjoyed going to work and uh I don't take that for granted because it was it was a you know we did that for four years straight right Mm -hmm. so thank god Mm. The only time I just remember sometimes when, you know, there was, it's like three 30. Do you remember that three 30 in the morning? And Ugh. it's really early <laughs> on a Monday, we for a Monday morning up, call. Yeah. 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 For, for, for wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah. Sometimes I didn't like that part very much, but yeah. <laughs> Hi Kelly. Um, I've always had this theory, but I wanted to get confirmation. Was there a correlation between Kirsten's hair when she was an alcoholic versus when she was in recovery. Um, I noticed when she was an alcoholic, she had wavy hair. And then when she was in recovery or before she became an alcoholic, she had straight hair. Can you please confirm? Thank you. Interesting Interesting. observation. I don't remember if that was a decision. 
or a choice. Um, it probably was, wouldn't you think? That was probably thought out. I had so many different hairstyles, Rachel, on that show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, it's actually, it's a great question. I don't know if it happened deliberately. I mean, sometimes those decisions happen as as character choices, for sure. When you're doing a movie or something, you say, okay, my hair is going to be this way. And then when this event happens, things are going to shift. But I actually can't remember if um, a decision was made regarding that. I think we just decided that my hair was going to be curly, unfortunately. Hi, my name is Juju. This question is for Kirsten. Does Kirsten smoke pot ever? Okay, Melinda. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I don't smoke pot. That would not be like... my drug of choice because it's just, you just want to go to sleep. And I just, have. I have too much I want to do. So I just, I don't want to sleep. Like, you know, you know, he's just like, oh God, I'm so, rel- I, I can't, that's not my, that would not be you, re- my- you remember what that was in reference to? I it's, do remember. Do you, does Kirsten smoke pot? It was on the blooper reel and Tate Oh no, cause Tate, we were something. painting. Mm-hmm. And then I started and laughing. Over- <laughs> yeah. Tell that story. <laughs> oh no, I can't. I remember that moment. I don't know. Does Kirsten smoke pot? And I just started laughing. It's like, no. <laughs> But I'm sure Kirsten did smoke pot at Berkeley. Right, Didn't she? Right, right, right. They they did a lot of stuff at Berkeley. Yeah. yeah. And then she infers to go back to the beginning of this, what you started talking about, that she, um, so they got into a lot of trouble, her and Jimmy. Possibly. Yeah. I right? think it was, um, I think you started giggling and Tate must have said something like, what is Kirsten Stone? And you went, Kirsten doesn't smoke pot. It was just really cute. So, well, this was so much fun. Um, Kirsten is such a great character on the show and one of the most important puzzle pieces to what we're doing here with this show. I just love all the love between everyone after all these years is really nice. It is nice. Yeah. Maybe we can meet your daughter. Absolutely. I want to meet yours. I know. She's would be, she would probably hyperventilate. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she would. She'd be like, oh my God. She's like, I just think she's so awesome. Oh, so it's very so sweet. Cool. Well, it's actually really funny. Sweet. I Her birthday was the other day. And so Janelle oh. Samuelman, who was an AD mm-hmm. on the pilot, and I'm still friends with. So I gave my daughter my gift and she's like, oh, thanks, mom. It's like really nice and everything. And I was so excited about it. But then my Janelle gave her Scarlet Witch signed by Elizabeth Olsen because <laughs> oh. she was on WandaVision. Uh-huh. So my gift did nothing. Didn't matter. <laughs> no, no. She's 13. So when yeah. she meets you, she'll probably hyperventilate. Oh my God. That is so, so sweet. She well, doesn't I'm think really it's very cool. I'm not cool. <laughs> she goes, Mom, you cool. are not cool, just so you know. I'm like, okay, thanks. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll never, I'll never be cool to my daughter. No, you don't That's get okay. to be cool with your own child. I just nope. don't think that happens. No, I'm okay with it though. That's okay. I'll be like, yeah, well, your dad um was really evil in Star Wars, so <laughs> just kidding just kidding well everyone thank you so much thank you again kelly rowan yeah. um again we miss you and and um i'm feeling very sentimental and, and uh, I can't wait to too. see it's everyone weird. in person i know yeah hi <laughs> okay we love you love you we too love you. join us again next week guys every tuesday Follow, rate, and review Welcome to the OC Bitches wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you like to watch us, check it out on YouTube. Shopify presents Cool Sheets from AHA to... I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my AHA moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22. 
Hi, everyone. It's Rabia Chaudhry. And I'm Ellen Marsh. And we have a new podcast called Rabia and Ellen Solve, Solve the, case. the Case. As you know, I am a very smart lawyer. You are. You're so well-respected in the entire world. You know everything. Thank you so much. And as you know, I'm a famous Broadway star. Gorgeous. I sing like a nightingale. Well, yes. at least that's what your mom says. <laughs> Just kidding. This is Ellen Marsh. And, and I'm Robbie Chaudhry. But we are teaming up to bring you a show like you have never heard before. True crime meets talk show. Nobody's done it. We're going to do it. We're going to do the impossible. And it's the two things that I love. Ellen, I think you'll like it too. What? True crime and talking? Yeah. I'm there. Every other week, we will have a guest talking about whatever true crime case they are obsessed with. We have a list, everything from the Lacey Peterson murder. Yeah, some of the most famous cases you've ever heard of, obviously, like John Benet Ramsey, the West Memphis Three, Chris Watts, Khalif Browder, Elisa Lamb, Madeline McCain, Sandra Bland, the Springfield Three. The list goes on and on. But they are all cases that you know, and we are going to dive in deep with someone else and just talk about them. No, we're going to solve the case, Ellen. That's right. We're going to solve the case. So subscribe to Rabia and Ellen Solve the Case wherever you get your podcasts.